0: Hello and welcome. Uh, we are here with another new episode of the Learning Through Leading podcast. Um, I'm here with my partner in crime, Matt Jacobson. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Nick. How are you doing?
0: Really well. I'm excited. I, I'm kind of an easily excitable guy. People tease me about that, but we've got a great <laughs> guest today that yes. I, I really love her to death. Matt, who are we going to be talking to?
1: Today, we are talking with the... and, and Tell me if I do this wrong. It's Ray Hewart.
2: That's right.
1: Oh whoo! I got it right. This is the best that's the best thing I've done all day today. So it
2: made my day too.
1: Well, awesome. <laughs> so Ray, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do and and what are you going to share with us today?
2: Absolutely, I'm so honored to be in your podcast, gentlemen. This is such a like honor to be here. Um, for all of our listeners, my name's Ray Hewert. I'm currently a sixth grade math teacher, a mean old math teacher in Central Illinois. And uh, I get to work with like sixth graders all day and we just goof around and I really love that element of my life. Uh, In addition, I'm also the director of training and development for the Teach Better team, which for me is a vessel to connect with educators. I kind of view it like I'm with students by day and teachers by night and on weekends and I guess over the summer too. (laughs) And then I guess I can announce it here. I kind of have an announcement that I just accepted a job at Illinois State University. So I'll be teaching a special ed course this year to some future teachers that will be new to the field in just a few years. And I'm excited to kind of get into that realm of education as well, working with students and with future teachers and veteran teachers that are all rock stars.
1: That is amazing, Ray. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm, I'm thrilled for you.
2: Thank you. It should be really fun. I actually have you two to thank you've been a big influence in how I've kind of structured my educational career. I'm sure we'll get more into that, but I appreciate you guys.
0: Oh, I, Ray, I love it. If there's one thing I think uh, I, I like and I respect and I try to mirror to is you are always very wonderfully busy. And so this is going to be my kind of my strange lead into the first question that we can kind of touch on. is just you have different perspectives because you've you've worked with teachers, you've trained teachers, you've led professional development, you've been involved with that. And you've also been into the daily day to day grind of just being a classroom teacher. But how has your instruction evolved? So far at this point in your career with the perspective of trainer, but also teacher.
2: Gosh, my my approach with education has changed twofold a thousand times in my career. I mean, my first year teaching, my mentor was Matt Jacobson on this fabulous podcast. I mean, <laughs> I was so young and had no idea what I was doing. I like to phrase my kind of early opportunities in my career as kind of being on a really big table with all these puzzle pieces, but not knowing how any of them fit together and what picture it was gonna make after we put all the pieces together. And thanks to a number of different mentors in my in my path so far, I've really gotten some phenomenal opportunities to see how those pieces fit together and then therefore impact students greatly. Um, one of my biggest I'm sure you remember this but something I'm so passionate about is bringing relevancy into the classroom That was something I knew like first and forward when I was starting my career. I want to do that better than anybody I want to really immerse my students in their content and have that that why that umbrella of purpose Mm -hmm. at the forefront of every moment that they're exploring their content and while I knew that was valuable and I don't want to diminish that I I couldn't do that successfully until I also incorporated the grit and the rigor and of, of the curriculum of the content of the of the standards and that's really I think how my classroom has transformed throughout my career thus far is I'm not only able to focus on this need for engagement and motivation in our students but this really strong passion I didn't even knew know I had in mastery learning and allowing students to you know move at their own pathways through a self paced framework and explore and and really have it be directly correlated to our content standards. So I think I've become way hmm. smarter. Can I at least say that? Like I've grown <laughs> in that way. <laughs> we always
0: go. So when you say that, I mean, here's my question that it, that you just made me think of is when you say I wanted to make my content relevant in your opinion, does relevant content and curriculum then drive the instruction? Is it kind of that? So it's so funny. I,
2: I actually think I would phrase it backwards. I don't know. Now I'm thinking through it, processing through what you said. Mm -hmm. I think that as educators, we have to start with the content. We, we have to know where we're going. Um, curriculum-wise, and then the relevancy is the fun path that allows us to see why we're working so hard to get there. Does that make sense?
0: It
1: does. And, and Ray, if I could jump in, um, one of the things that always struck me was you had very high expectations for your kids, um, and your kids knew about the rigor and relevance, and they still loved being in your classroom.
2: Oh, I love that. And, That's and
1: a nice a, compliment. A, 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 well, I think there's you know that third R, which is the relationships that you build with kids. Um, uh, how how do you how do you really you know engage kids into that um, that high expectation environment that you set up for them?
2: You know, I think that question is like, if we could answer that with fidelity and it was easy, every teacher would be a master (laughs) educator. (laughs) Right. Um, For me, you know, in my classroom, my sixth grade classroom, my students are immersed into 25 different themed internships that are sponsored by local businesses to learn their content. So they're truly taking on real jobs in our career, sponsored by real companies in our community to see how the content is so necessary that then all the hardships, all the hurdles become obstacles that we can overcome together because we're working towards the mission of, of adding value back to our community. And um, kind of the framework that helps us do this allows students to then operate their internship at their own pace. Okay, so, so,
1: so back, back the truck up here. Just yeah, it's minute. so much, sorry. You're, you're, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. So what you're saying is that your sixth graders, your 11 and 12 year olds, yep. are engaged in in community internships, solving problems in the community that you serve.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's. I I was so frustrated that like career fairs were once or twice a year, or service like student service service leadership like that that key phrase or like was only happening every so often, or PBL, like project-based learning, was only happening every so often. I'm like, how do we make this a daily opportunity? Because Matt, I can tell you one of the biggest struggles I had my first year is that Tuesday would be a great lesson, but then I didn't really know what I was going to do Wednesday, and I didn't have any other tricks in my hat to pull <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So how can we settle with having our classrooms be engaging and relevant to our students, if they're only engaging and relevant on a really cool Friday. Like, so
0: do you, do you, th- do you think earlier in your career, what, what drove you to get to that realization that you're like, I, I need my learning to be authentic. Is that an intangible trait? Did you have the right people motivate you or is it a combination of, of kind of being nurtured with administrative support in the right school setting?
2: You know, I wish I had a pretty answer for this question, Nick. I'm so sorry. Mine's like (laughs) the wrong answer. I hated school growing up. That is really what what drove a lot of my uh, motivation. I had an IEP. I'm diagnosed LD in reading and writing, and I just struggled. It was my least favorite. Like when I think back to school, my favorite part was the morning before I went and after school when I got to go to dance class. Like that was the highlight of my upbringing but my parents were, and still are, incredibly successful business people. And they networked for a living and they, they consistently built relationships for for their business. And I, I had a conversation with them multiple times about how I couldn't be successful in school. And there's a reality that they continue to instill that you know, every moment is an opportunity for a connection. And every moment is an opportunity to see what strengths you have and how you can add value to the situation. So when you put those together, that's how you build this. You build connections, purposeful connections for your students. And you take the strengths that you already have as an educator and incorporate those in as well. And that's where like the fun and the grit and the rigor comes in.